RWJ Barnabas Health Telemed offers you two convenient ways to see a doctor anytime, anywhere, without having to come in for an appointment. If you're in need of urgent care, you can use our app to connect with a provider 24-7, right on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. Or you can use our website to schedule a virtual visit with an RWJ Barnabas Health Medical Group provider or specialist. And you can even register as a new patient. Book an appointment online at rwjbh.org slash telemed. Your safety has always been our top priority, and we've taken every precaution. So don't delay your care any longer. Get started today at rwjbh.org slash telemed. RWJ Barnabas Health. Let's be healthy together. Join me at the annual RWJ Barnabas Health Running with the Devils 5K Run and Walk on Sunday, October 24th. For those unable to attend, a virtual running option is also available October 1st through the 24th. 100% of proceeds from the event will be used to support our healthcare heroes in their efforts to protect and build healthier communities. To register today, visit NewJerseyDevils.com slash 5K. Hi, everybody. I'm Matt Lachlan. Welcome to Speak of the Devils, presented by RWJ Barnabas Health, the official health care provider of the New Jersey Devils. As I welcome in my cohort, my co-host, my partner on the Speak of the Devils podcast, Amanda Stein. Amanda, good to be with you once again. Hello, Maddie. Good to be with you, too. Can I just start by saying that because the season is a lot more normal so far, even though we haven't actually started the season, it is so nice to like see you in person every day. I just want to say that like we've been separated for so long. We've talked, we've worked a lot together, but it's nice to be in the same room chatting with you. Yeah. And, and that's what's happened now as the COVID protocols that are in place allow the media to come in and speak with players and be together. Last year we had to do it via Zoom, but now we can do it in the same room, although there are distances that have to be maintained, et cetera, masks, one, this and that. But yes, it is good to be able to see everybody and particularly you because like you were kind of holding down the devil's <laughs> media fort last year. Like you were the uh, the lone wolf, if you will, allowed in with the team and travel with them. And there are other people from our content team who did to shoot what you were able to record, but mm-hmm. you were the voice. And so now it's, it's good to see well, you. First and of all, you are the offer voice. Some I am not the voice. Offer you some the... support. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I really appreciate that. I mean, it was really, it was quite an experience, but it's so nice to see and be with other people again. It is. And that's what makes this season for me put aside for a moment and we will discuss it what we will hopefully see on the ice from the Devils as they've added to their team. And we know about that, but what makes this season so exciting for me is listen, I don't know about you. I've never come off a pandemic and we're still (laughs) dealing with it. I get it. But two seasons ago, truncated devils are told to go home. They do expand the playoffs. And so there's the bubble playoffs, but the devils aren't invited last year. We start late, a lot of lockdown situations, understandably. So Fans not allowed into the rock until very late and just a small amount. Well, starting on Friday night against the Chicago Blackhawks, the fans are allowed back in full. 
There's a lot of excitement about the team. So I'm just thrilled to return to normalcy. And that's what's most exciting, right? You addressed it a little bit, being able to see each other uh, regularly every day at practice, et cetera. But the whole environment, fans Mm -hmm. in the building, our guest services members at Prudential Center coming together, exactly being in the same venue and just uh, can't wait for it to start. And, and, And the even more exciting part on top of that is that the transformation that the team has gone through, if you consider when the team was first shut down for the first dose of pandemic, right, back uh, two years ago or two seasons ago, I should say, um, this is a completely different team for the better, I think. And, I, you know, as of Friday night, we're about to figure that out. Yeah, exactly. And you've been busy uh, leading up to the start of the season, doing your regular work and so much more, but also spending time with a few individuals. We've put those interviews on our website and they've been available. We're kind of, we're going to kind of put them all together for a season kickoff, but you know, to a person, everyone is echoing the same thing. A lot of good things should happen for the devils this year. You've got to have good health. You've got to have some breaks go your way, but in a, if things are regular, so to speak, Mm -hmm. devils are going to be significantly better this year. Yeah. And what that means in terms of playoffs or where they end up, I don't know. But yes, I I would imagine that they will be significantly better. One of the things that I've talked to some of the guys about that's frustrating for me is um, when I like I listen to a lot of sports radio, especially back home in Canada. I listen to a lot of those stations where they talk mostly hockey. And it feels like New Jersey has like been this like constant afterthought where it's like, oh, well, you know, it's a really tough division. But, you know, New Jersey won't be in it. Like, you know, that kind of thing. Like, I really think that there are people on the outside who are not necessarily seeing what is happening here in Jersey. And I do believe that um, this team might take some people by surprise. I think so. I also think that part of the reason they're not afforded the respect, my word, not yours. No, no, it's the correct word. Yeah. That that we think they should is that the last couple of years, last few years have, have not been up to snuff. And a lot has been promised more in the it's coming, it's going to happen, mm-hmm. we're building, but the results haven't been there. Now I think the results will be. So there are a few people, more than a few, who are taking that, listen, fool me one, shame on you. You yeah. have to prove it to me this year. But I think there, are, for a lot of reasons, that's about to happen. But it's up to the group of 23 yep. that will be on the opening night roster. And we know that will change because there are some injuries that have cropped up to this Devils team. But the man who will be behind the bench for the second year is Lindy Ruff. And recently you had a chance to speak with them. So Amanda and Lindy, a little sit down here on Speak of the Devils. Sitting down with head coach Lindy Ruff. Lindy, you must be so looking forward to finally getting this season underway. Yeah, it seems like camp, uh, you know, starts to drag on and then not being able to play that last preseason game. And now we have a week of practice. So, you know, we got it down to a number now. It's a, a practice group that's a lot easier to manage for, instead of two or three groups. And you know, it's been a real good camp. There's been a lot of good competition and excited to get this thing going. One of the things that Tom Fitzgerald would talk a lot about last year was looking under the hood of the car, seeing what you have. Um, we saw Yanni perform. We saw Yegor perform. All these young kids start to really blossom. So what, what do you look for in that second year, now that you kind of know what you have? Well, 
not knowing anybody, I deferred a lot to to Tom and the staff and asked a lot of questions about players that uh, had been in the system maybe for a year or two years. And now having the knowledge that I do on some of them, it's, it's seeing those guys improve, take the next step. Uh, what can those guys be? And then, you know, a crop of kids uh, like Holtz and Mercer and, and guys like that, um, uh, Okachuk and, and Ball, well, you know, what can they be? What is their next step? And when, when can we get them there? And watching their development through camp and how they play. And now that you're heading into this regular season, do you kind of like that, you know, this first month, you're, you're home a lot. So you'll get that extra practice time. You'll be in your bed just to start off on the right foot because that is so important in this league. It, it is really important to get off to a good start. I think it's even more important for us to get off to a good start at home. Mm-hmm. Um, our home record isn't something that we, we liked last year, and, and it's something that we got to make sure we play the game the right way, that we, we win our share or more than our share of home games because usually it's your home record that will push you through. And, you know, if you can play a little bit better than 500 on the road, uh, it usually means you're, you're in a real good spot by the end of the year. What is the difference between how you played at home last year to what you need to see this year to, to make that improvement? You know, we need to finish. We had a lot of great opportunities to finish games, to win games that we didn't quite get done. Uh, we played some good hockey and, and ended up losing games. But on the flip side of it, you know, some of our puck management inside the games that were tight that maybe would have allowed us even to get a point. Um, I thought we were a little bit of a sloppy team, so it's trying to clean that up and make sure we play the game the right way, manage the puck at key times of the game, you know, whether you're leading by a goal, uh, whether a game is tied, you know, preserving even that point. It, it will be a big point when it comes to where you are in the standings at the end of the year. So what excites you when you think about last year's defense versus what you're really working with this year in terms of bringing in Dougie and Ryan and the reaches that they have just with their sticks alone? Well, with sticks alone, I mean, they're taking a lot of space and time away. And, you know, that combined with mobility, I think you, if you look at any team and you've got a, a defense that the size has really increased, it, it's hard to get around. It, it looks like sometimes you can have these guys beat, but just with reach alone, they've been able to break up plays. And I think we saw that through the preseason in the games that they played, that, you know, some time and ice was taken away. They were able to break up some chances just with uh, the size factor. One of the things that we've really heard these last couple months, even, you know, in the offseason was needing to play meaningful games down the stretch when you get to that end of the season. What does that mean to you? Like, you know, whether it's that playoff playoff push or just how you're playing, what do, what do those words mean to you? It really means playoff push. You know, when you're talking about meaningful games, it's that we're giving ourselves a real good chance to be in that postseason position. Uh, that is the next step for us to to come from where we were to get in in position, to believe that you know we can be a consistent team night after night. Uh, if we are that consistent team, if we continue to push each other as a group, I think we can put ourselves in in position to be that team. When you're in the locker room now and you're working with these players, are you seeing that belief in them even before the season has started? What is sort of the the vibe that you get maybe from last year versus this year now that you are all been working together for a little bit? Well, there's a, a true excitement about, you know, what this group has gone through in uh, all of last year. Uh, you know, the development of Asher and Jack and, and where those guys are at. And the level of competition this year uh, is a lot greater. Uh, you know, 
I think guys actually feel like maybe their job is a little bit in danger because we have some guys that have, have really played well through scrimmages, through preseason. And it raises, raises the competition level up to a, to a new level, a level that probably we didn't have last year. Looking forward to having more of a regular type of season coming I up? I am looking forward to a regular type season if we can, if we can possibly get that done. Thanks so much, Lindy, and good luck this season. You're welcome. Thank you. Last year, I think from a distance, I was able to say hello to Lindy from about 20, 30 rows away. Now, I, I've known him over the years, but not as the Devils head coach. Back to what we talked about at the start, now getting to see him work each day and getting to know him a little bit better. And that interview really brought a lot of insights to what we might expect from him. But I, I think that he, too, in some quarters, is not being viewed with enough respect. Yes. I mean, this man comes in top 10 in wins, top 10 in games coach. And I think people, when he left the head coaching world and became an assistant with the Rangers, kind of lost track about just how good Lindy Ruff has been in his career. And I mean, I, you know, I knew of Lindy just from all the years that he coached the Sabres and the Stars. And you're right. Like, I knew that he was the assistant in New York. And so um, I wasn't sure what to expect. But I can tell you that Lindy from day one took me by surprise. I mean, um, and, and more so than anything, Matt, it was the way he connected with these young players. Like, and, and it's it's true, you know, like I've been very privileged to have this different vantage point where I was with them literally all the time, right, in this bubble. <laughs> and so you could really see that and you could see this relationship between Lindy and the young guys on this team is very genuine and very funny and they have a really good time. And I don't know that that's something people would have thought that Lindy would have been able to do just given maybe the outside persona that you might think he has. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do and the staff can do with some practice time. That's going to be good too. And critical to the devil's success. We know that they were unable to have a lot of practice time last year, just the nature of the beast this year. They'll be able to do that again, more regular than it's been in a long time. All right. So next up is the most sought after free agent this offseason. Dougie Hamilton. Never have the Devils signed the top free agent for a lot of reasons. They weren't ready to sign him because they weren't ready to take that step. And quite frankly, the free agents probably weren't willing to hitch their themselves to the Devils wagon if the Devils weren't able to be among the better teams in the league. But now Dougie Hamilton comes to town. What have you learned about Dougie? That he is just, he is funny. He loves to be at the rink. And I mean, like he is first guy in last guy out um, and just someone who loves this game and very routine, um, but just like this really wonderful presence about him. Um, he's welcoming. He likes to laugh. He likes to have a good time. And he's just what I can see is just an incredible cerebral player. And to me, I haven't asked him about this, but when I watch him skate, I have never seen someone skate, Matt, with such perfect posture. I don't understand. His back is like perfectly straight. Like, <laughs> I can't even sit that straight if I wanted to. Straight as an arrow. He must have gone to a parochial grammar school yeah, exactly. where he had to sit up straight at the desk. I don't know. It's a good point. Uh, and I'll take notice of it at practice the next time. Uh, you won't I'm be able there. to not see it anymore. You yeah. like It's like all you're going to notice. The thing I've noticed about him going back to his presence, 
There's nothing in particular, and I say this with all due respect, that stands out. He doesn't have this enormous slap shot. He's not a blur where the speed stands out. He's not overly physical, but he's physical enough. However, watching him, and I've said this to Chico Resch and, and, and maybe he to me, but at any rate, we have agreed that, wow, he is really good. That's yeah. that's what a top-end defenseman in his prime looks like. He has got it all. He, he really does. And he has, you know, and again, it's like not only on the ice. And I think a lot about like what Tom Fitzgerald has been trying to build here. And it's talent, but it's also humans and good people. And when I talk to someone like Dawson Mercer, let's say, you know, he talks to me about how Dougie has like taken him under his wing and how, you know, asking him lots of questions, wanting to meet his family, those types of things. And, you know, Dougie's new, but he's he's doing that to the young generation of the devils too. So I, I, I think there's just so much to love about this, about this man. Well, let's find out more about him as he recently sat down with Amanda. Sitting down with Dougie Hamilton, Dougie, um, thank you for joining me first of all. And how excited are you to finally get this season underway? Yeah. I mean, it feels like it's already started, but, uh, going through camp and stuff, but, uh, it's good to get out there with the the full team now and um, one group and stuff like that. So uh, it's going to be fun to to have a couple practices before the season starts and then get going and we'll see what we can do out there. So uh, a lot of a lot to look forward to, I'd say. So it should be fun. I know you're a pretty low key guy, so I'm wondering if you can take me back to around free agency and. You know, your name was out there a whole lot. Everyone was sort of zeroing in on you. What did that feel like um, for someone who maybe doesn't crave any of that? Yeah, I don't know. It was different. Uh, I feel like I've gone through some stuff like that before with trades and trade rumors and um, maybe felt a little similar to that. Other, just the only thing it was I got to choose. And um, so... I mean, you get used to that kind of stuff, but I, I don't know. It's just everything's been weird with COVID and, and all that stuff. So you're kind of you don't see a lot of people and everything felt different that way. But um, I mean, definitely felt good to, to be wanted and uh, happy. I'm happy everything worked out the way it did so far. What was it like for you to, you know, be able to make that decision for yourself? You earn that right to get to that point in your career. And now you're here and now you're taking part in it. So how does that all sort of feel? I don't know. It's just, uh, just ride the wave. <laughs> That's what I kind of, I've been saying with lots of stuff goes on a lot of things, ups and downs. And, uh, but definitely, uh, I didn't have too much experience in New Jersey, like, uh, around the city or anything like that. And, teammates and I didn't really know what I, what to expect so um, everything has been great so far so I'm, I'm really happy that um, it's been that way and hopefully now we can we can build more and uh, on and off the ice and really enjoy and have some success here. One of the things that you know whenever a free agent comes in or a new player comes in well, this is a young team. It's very exciting. There's a bunch of talent. You've got really talented players on this team. So you come in, 
what is your experience now with some of these young guys? And, and maybe was there anything that surprised you about how well they play or anything like that? What can you say about that? Yeah, I mean, the talent for sure. I think you just can see that right away. Uh, skating and um, now playing some games, seeing guys make plays. And uh, I didn't know, I didn't really have too much exposure to a lot of guys and maybe just from a couple of years ago and a lot has changed since then. So. Um, yeah, it's really exciting, and um, like I said, hopefully we can build and build chemistry and uh, get used to playing with each other and um, and just kind of go from there. And everyone, I think it's surprising when you hear how young guys are, and um, you'd think like a guy like Nico would be older than he is, and he's still really young. So, um, yeah, we got a lot of room to grow, and... It's on us to, to do that. What was it like for you when you were getting ready to play that first preseason game? You walk into the locker room and you see that A on your jersey. I mean, you're new. I mean, obviously you're a veteran around the league, but what did that mean to you to sort of get that moment right off the bat? Yeah, it was pretty cool. I think, uh, I mean, it doesn't matter what's on your jersey. I think you, it doesn't change who you are or how you act. And um for me, I want to be a good person, good leader, and do the right things and all that stuff. And hopefully people can see that and and follow me. And I'm willing to, to help guys. I've experienced a lot of things they, they are experiencing or are about to. And um, it's fun to, to be able to help that with that stuff. And um, hopefully I can do a good job with that. So uh, I recognize, though, that I am one of the more experienced guys on the team now, and uh, I want to be able to, to be a good leader and, and help help our team. When I've talked to someone like Dawson Mercer, or Alex Holtz, or you know some of the really young guys who are coming in for their first experience throughout camp, one of the questions I would ask is like, you know, how are you uh, fitting in? Like, who's helping you? And everyone seemed to mention you, that you were someone who would talk to them, would welcome them, but you're the new guy too. Is that just part of your character and your understanding of how a locker room should be? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been through that and I know how I felt in their shoes. So um, try to put myself in other people's shoes and see what they would think or like or whatever. And um, like you said, I'm new too. I, I didn't know too many people either, but um, it's uh, yeah something I like to do, but uh, hopefully I help them and can keep helping them and um, and they can watch me and, and stuff like that. But at the same time, I, I'm taking stuff from them as well. So um, it's always a good, good balance that way. What will be considered a successful year for Dougie Hamilton? Uh, I mean, I don't look at it like that. I just... Uh, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I've never done it like that. Um, so just for the group, right? Because you weren't here obviously last year, but Fitzy has talked a lot about, you know, needing to make that other push. So has Lindy. So where does that sort of come in? Yeah, I mean, you can always set a certain expectation and uh, I don't think it's the best thing to do to say, mm -hmm. I want whatever this number, this many wins or a lot of stuff isn't in your control. So, um, for me, I like just the kind of the process of getting better every day and working on things and 
see where it takes you. But um, if you're trying to improve every day, you're going to you're going to get better and improve and uh, individually uh, and as a team. And um, we're still learning. We're learning systems. We're learning all that stuff. And um, we can only get better at that stuff. So we have to be accountable to, to do that. Ready to play games for real now? Yeah, it should be fun. I think it's always harder to play when it doesn't matter or doesn't mean anything. But um, I mean, those games matter and you're doing your best to, to get ready. And um, but in, yeah, now it's a little bit more fun. Thanks, Dougie. Thank you. Quick story about Dougie Hamilton. Over the years, you would meet him. Honestly, yep. he would know me from the next guy as the visiting radio guy. You come in, you mm -hmm. say hello, you stick a mic in there. Okay, part of the deal. So the first time I really meet him, and you talked earlier about personality. The first time I really meet him, I introduce myself and I say, listen, we need you to do this thing for the radio side, which is, and people hear it all the time, we call it liners in the business where the player says, hi, this is Doug Hamilton, Dougie Hamilton. You're listening to Devil's Hockey on the RWJ, Barnabas Health, et cetera, et cetera, Devil's Hockey Network. Easy peasy. But this year we're adding a little personality side. So I said, hey, we want to know a little bit more about you off the ice. You can do whatever you want. Tell us about hobbies. Tell us about something people don't know about you, et cetera. Took him two seconds. Again, just, just met him. And he said, oh, I got it. Hi, this is Dougie Hamilton. I could teach you to Dougie, but it wouldn't be pretty. Now, that old Dougie <laughs> dance from back in the day. Now, he could have yeah, yeah. cut to the chase and done the standard. I like to fish in my off time yeah that's you know, so funny he throws the dougie thing in and he walks away he's like mic drop i go that's the best and he just laughs he's, so that he's got a great person yeah he's got a that great personality yeah, yeah he yeah. really does yeah so anyway so uh listen for the uh, dougie mic drop uh, on an upcoming devil's broadcast all right so we move from the prominent free agent who decides to sign with the new Je new jersey devils to our next interview your interview with the player who was very highly regarded and sought after as he began his NHL career, but suddenly finds himself in a position where he has to prove himself. And he was off of most people's radars as camp began. Okay, we know we got Dougie's coming. We know who's returning. Let's find out about Jimmy Vesey, right? Yeah, and what I appreciate as a reporter, as a journalist, or whatever you want to call me, um, He's so honest when he talks. And I remember speaking to him the first time we did at camp and he said, you know, I'm in the fight of my life. I'm literally fighting for my life here. And you don't necessarily get those types of quotes from players, if you will. Um, and you know what? He did. He fought for his life this entire camp. He went out there every single practice, every single game and proved himself. He did. A former Hobie Baker winner while playing at Hartford. Can score goals, hasn't done it in a while. His role is different. Tom Fitzgerald has spoken to him about it, but he has grabbed the mantle and from a PTO to a contract and a role on the Devils for the upcoming season. And Amanda recently sat down with Jimmy Vesey. So Jimmy, this must be, this must feel really good for you to finally have this contract after coming in here on a PTO. Yeah, it was definitely a little bit stressful, just not knowing what what was going to happen. But um, happy with, obviously happy it worked out, and uh, happy with with how camp went personally. So I'm really excited and uh, and seeing the team, um, 
you know, I think we have a lot of talent here and a lot of good pieces. So I'm excited to get the year going. One of the things I really remember in talking to you when camp opened up was your honesty on just how hard it's kind of been for you, whether it's the last year or last couple of months to get to this point now where you have a home per se in terms of an NHL team, you can do what you need to do hockey wise. How has this been for you just emotionally leading up to this? Yeah, I think it's definitely, like you said, it's been tough. Uh, you know, last year, as I've said, it was definitely um, extremely tough. Just the whole, um, you know, I know it was hard on everyone with, with COVID and everything was a little different, but, you know, I don't want to sound like, like an, I'm making excuses, but, you know, being in Canada, yep. uh, I was there for a, a long time away from my, my family and friends. So just kind of felt like a, a lonely year a little bit. And, you know, when things weren't going well, it, it feels even more so. Mm -hmm. So uh, it feels great to, to be here and um, closer to home. And like I said, I'm really excited for the year. How much, you know, have you sort of relied on Tom Fitzgerald and Lindy Ruff? I know two guys that you know and just what they've sort of offered you in, in coming here. Yeah, I think that was definitely part of it. Um, obviously, Lindy having coached me before and, you know, I, I kind of made mention of it, but he's seen what I can do. I think, um, you know, the last year I was in New York with Lindy, that was, you know, my best season so far in the NHL. So I think he, he, he definitely knows what I can do. And, you know, as I've said, I was really grateful for both of them to give me this opportunity and, and they were super honest and, and clear with me. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just excited that it worked out. One of the things that you've mentioned is how they really wanted you to come in here and embrace that penalty killing role, which is something that the team has really needed help with over the last year or so. You come in, you play all these preseason games, you're being used in all different ways. Was there a point where you said, you know what, I really do think that I, I have a shot at getting myself this contract? Yeah, I think I, I got off to a good starting camp. Um, the skate test was was grueling and I was happy with, with my performance there and then um, you know, was happy with the, the inner squad games. Um, to be honest, I thought, uh, you know, there's still a learning curve with, with some of the systems here. And, uh, I know I can definitely be better on, on the penalty kill and, um, you know, overall, but I've been talking a lot with, uh, Elaine about the, the penalty kill and, you know, we're trying to, trying to get everyone on the same page. We got some new faces and, um, I'm excited to work and, uh, excited to embrace that role. What have you enjoyed about the, your teammates and who they are? It's a really young group. There's a lot of energy. How do you sort of fit into that? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I think it's definitely exciting to be on a young team. Uh, you know, seeing some of these guys, they're, they're, they're younger than I, I thought, and uh, they have a good energy and um, obviously super talented. It's, it's weird to say, I guess, I'm, <laughs> I'm one of the elder statesmen. Uh, I don't feel that way. Uh, I still feel young, but um, looking forward to to kind of having that or striking that balance of showing showing some leadership and experience, and also uh, you know finding time to bond and and relate to the young guys as well. I'm sure earning that contract was sort of step one for you in terms of being successful this year. So, like, what's the next step for Jimmy VC? How do you you know what do you want to show going forward from here? Yeah, well, I, I think I want to show. Uh, you know, this team and, and, you know, everyone else that, that I can be, play that role of uh, 
you know, reliable, experienced guy um, that's going to kill penalties and, and play, you know, wherever I am in the lineup. And um, I think I've, I've spent a, a little bit of time with Mikey McLeod now, and uh, I, I really enjoy playing with him. He's got a lot of energy and, and plays hard. So I'm hoping we can find some chemistry and, and be ready for opening night. And how have you changed as a player from your first year to where you are now? Well, definitely, I think I'm, I'm more mature. Uh, <laughs> I kind of I look back on, on those first couple of years. Um, I was old, per se, for a rookie, but um, still very young. I mean, I, I had never lived away from home uh, until I turned pro. I went to college, basically, at home. So um, I think more mature and, and just going through the, you know, the past five years, especially uh, the good and the bad, just just adds to that maturity level and, and, and makes me more experienced. So I've definitely learned uh, from a lot of older guys along the way and, and hoping to uh, take that into this team. Well, hopefully only good going forward. So congratulations on your contract and uh, hope for a really great year. Thank you. Appreciate it. I love the fact that he's allowing you to look past the curtain and he's opening the curtain yeah. and you can talk to yeah. Man, man never left his home, essentially, right? I mean, he's a star in the New England, Boston area. He goes to Harvard where he's a star. And like he said, he never left home. He had to grow up. And then he goes to the bright lights of Broadway, succeeds for three years until he gets traded. But I, I thought it was just an honest look at who this 28-year-old is. And that's, you know, what I was saying right before the interview. His degree of honesty is... You know what, though, Maddie? I think it might be very liberating for him mm. just to be like, this is the scenario. This is what I've been through. This is what I know. This is where I am. Right. And I, I imagine almost like saying all those things publicly can be very liberating, especially with a contract in your back pocket. Right. We're like, yeah. you've done something. It can it can really help. And so, I, you know, he's a really kind guy, a really nice guy. And so I wish nothing but the best. And he's been great through camp. I mean, he earned that contract. Yeah, and I think it was Giannis who said in the NBA Finals, you know, if you talk about what took place beforehand, that's ego talking to you. You got to be in the moment yeah. and then talk about what you hope to do. And I think that applies to Jimmy Vesey. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Kobe Baker, uh, sought after coming out of college, 50 goals in his first three years total. This is where he's at now. He's going to be a penalty killer. He's going to be a yeah. veteran voice on the team. And that's okay. It's not about the past. It's not about what happened, didn't happen. It's where you are now. And can you embrace that role? And he has, and we wish him the very best of luck. So we leave with the last interview, the man who's the magician, if you will, right? He's, he's kind of putting all the, the ingredients master. together or, or, or master chef or whatever. Yes. <laughs> uh, getting the ingredients, putting them together, trying to figure out who fits where. And, you know, in addition to Hamilton and VZ, Thomas Tatar and Jonathan Bernier and, you know, uh, he's been able to add where the Devils needed help. Ryan Graves. I know I'm going to leave somebody else. Christian Yarosh. Anyway, Tom Fitzgerald. Uh, we saved the general manager for last. Uh, big season for him. It was a big offseason. If the players are under some pressure, the GM is facing the heat in a positive way because I know he's ex he's expecting better and he's anxious to see what this team is able to do that he's put together. And I, I, you know, I urge you to really pay attention in this interview because 
he really, he talks about those things. He talks about what his expectations are. And you might be surprised by what he has to say in terms of what his expectations are on individual basis and team basis. So um, he's a man with a plan, um, but he's a man with patience, but he's also someone who knows that you can't be as patient as you were last year. Last year's circumstances allowed this team to be patient through things. This year's going to be different. Well, without further ado, let's uh, bring in the master chef, the puppeteer, <laughs> the architect of what the Devils will put out on the ice this year, the GM, Tom Fitzgerald. It is always a privilege to sit down with general manager of the New Jersey Devils, Tom Fitzgerald. Tom, thank you so much for joining me. This must be a really exciting time for you as we're finally at the regular season. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, the hard work that we put in the summer and, you know, what we needed and not to mention the hard work the players put in, you know, to to improve, to develop, to, to get ready for the season and have some normalcy back in, in hockey is, is, is great to look forward to. One of the things that we've talked about over the last year is the, the phrase that you used, we're looking under the hood of the car to see what we have. You saw it now. You saw last year. So what's sort of like the analogy going into this year? Well, I, I, going back, I'd look at last year as the, the crawl phase of our, our development and our evolution as, as a team to where we want to go. Um, we saw big steps in certain players. Uh, we saw steps in players that we didn't know could do what they actually accomplished. Um, we added some experience. So this is a let's get up and walk and really play meaningful games at the end of this year. I don't believe it's a do or die. We don't make the playoffs. It's a, it's a lack of success. Um, we believe we play in the hardest division in hockey. And uh, it's it, every night's going to be a grind. But I do think it will benefit our young group. I just want our guys to, to get up and really understand what winning hockey is all about. You know, sure, we've got the skills, and sure, we'll get offensive chances, but how are we going to play away from the puck? Uh, our play with the puck um, got better last year. We finished. We saw some of the kids who stepped up and scored some goals, and but I think we'll be defined. The season will be defined on how we play without the puck and how committed we are to each other. When you think about, you know, last year versus what you want to see from those young players this year, I'm thinking of, like, Yegor Sharangovich and Yanni. What, like, how, how do you sort of feel in terms of the confidence that they can maintain what they did, if not grow even more? Because it's one season can is never the same as the other. No, you, for sure. And they're not cookie-cutter seasons, right? You know, you just, you not only hope, you just believe that, you know, these players will continue to evolve. What you don't know is, will the puck go in the net as frequently as it did for Shara? Do I believe he'll get his opportunities? Yes. Do I believe Kukinen's, uh some of the things he needed to work on, he worked on, like his shot? Yeah, he's got more zip on his shot. Does that translate into goals? I, I do believe that they're playing with Jack, that Jack's going to create offensive chances. Um, will they finish? I'm not sure. But getting opportunities is what they, they should be striving for. Um, that's important. So uh, who's the next crop of players? You know, I mean, it's see what Dawson Merce is all about, and I'm sure we'll touch on him. But, you know, can he continue to to do what he did from training camp and the rookie tournament? He obviously earned the right to, to be here. I will get to Dawson in a moment, but when you mentioned Jack there, and one of the things that's always struck me about him is his confidence, right, in himself, willing to bet on himself publicly and talk about himself in that in such high confidence, which is an amazing thing nowadays. Um What's his next level? What does he, you know, he says he wants to see his game go to another level, to pop is what he used. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? It's music to my ears. That That's the expectations he puts on himself. Um, 
He's a very competitive person. Um, he wants to be the best. He wants he wants to really turn his game into uh, where production is at the, the forefront. What are those numbers? I'm not sure. I don't know what his goals are. I would never put uh, pressure on somebody to, hey, you should have this, this, and this to be successful. Um, I think if Jack continues to do what he did last year and drive offense, I think the the numbers will be there. Um, so expectation-wise, just get better. Just get better in, in areas that you weren't as good last year. Um, and we've seen that so far in camp. How much do you think it's going to benefit him to be playing all the teams in the league, right? Because he's had his first two years in the league have been sort of stymied by this pandemic. This is going to be new. Yeah, you're correct. I mean, it's we, again, we were in a great division last year, uh, playing each team eight times. <laughs> you know, you uh, love that. <laughs> yeah, this year it's it's a little different, but we still believe we're in the toughest division in hockey. And what a great way to to, to continue to grow as a player. Um, so, yeah, I think it'd be nice to, to get back to, like I said it earlier, normalcy, you know, where you're playing every team in the league um, and you're enjoying the different parts of the country and, and, and Canada. Um, I think Jack's going to really benefit not only Jack, but all our, our players. And I think I think the fan, NHL fan base will love seeing our, our young players. The first interview I ever did as a member of the New Jersey Devils was with you at a development camp. And I asked you who to keep your eye, who I should keep my eye on. And you told me Jesper Bratt. You think that he is someone who is going to surprise. Mm -hmm. Is this sort of a similar situation? I, I know they were drafted in different places, but with Dawson Mercer, where you don't know if he's going to make the team, but he forced your hand the way Jesper did that first year. Oh, for sure. And that's what you want to see from, from these young players. You want to see them you know, force your hand and, and, and make you keep them around. Jesper did that as a 19-year-old. Dawson is still 19. He won't be 20 for another month. Um, yeah, that's what you'd love to see. You know, that's what you envision when you drafted these kids. And he's going to get a chance. Again, regular season's a little bit different than, than training camp. You know, Jesper saw that. Yep. You know, he saw that. But I think it helped him in the long run. Um, and we think Jesper, I'm sorry, Dawson will, will feel the same way. So, no, we're excited about what he can bring to our team, not only now, but uh, in the long haul. What do you tell the fans that are maybe disappointed that Alex Holtz is not here? Well, I understand. Um, by no means are we disappointed. We thought he had a very good camp from where we expected him to be. After watching him last year in the American Hockey League and what some of the, some of the areas he needed to improve on, um, we saw that, hey, we saw some improvement in the rookie camp, but we didn't see there were some things he still had to prove on. But what he did was at main camp was he really, really kind of blended himself in well with, with our veterans. And he just kind of said, wow, okay, we saw the shot. We saw the opportunity. Um, we're hoping to play that last exhibition game against the, the, the New York Islanders. Um, that would have been a great test. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see Mr. Holtz probably sooner rather than later, but he knows what his goals are going down. The coaching staff and development staff know exactly what we need to do to help him get back here. Um, and, you know, whether it's games here, games there, it's all about the future, you know, and the future's bright. And we don't want to, we don't have to rush somebody um, when we don't need to. Uh, but I think part of development is seeing some NHL games and understanding what the regular season is compared to a, a training camp roster. You touched on it uh, earlier, and this is how I'll end with this question is, how do you define success for this group going forward? 
Well, I, I think the easy answer is, oh, I make the playoffs. Um, but I don't believe that's, that's true. That is obvious success. Mm -hmm. um, we need to continue to take steps. We have to remember we're still the youngest team in the league as of today. Um, but I do believe that these young kids take that next step. We're going to be a harder team to play against. You know, we, we have gotten better on the back end. We've added some, some experience up front. We've added goaltending experience to tandem with McKenzie, with Bernie. Um, I think what's going to define us is the commitment we have away from the puck, the commitment we have to one another, sticking up for yourself so you can stick up for your teammates when confrontation happens rather than shy away from it. Uh, I just think, you know what, the more we have the puck, the better we're going to be. <laughs> the better we are, the more chances I will play really meaningful games at the end of the year. But I do believe that the commitment away from the puck will really tell a story on, on what our season will look like. Well, we'll start to see very, very soon. Uh, thank you so much, Tom, for sitting down with me. Thank you. Tommy Fitzgerald was a straight shooter on the ice in his thousand plus game career. He was a straight shooter as he worked his way through the management side and, you know, wound up going back behind the bench and helping Pittsburgh to a Stanley Cup and then coming over to New Jersey. He's always, he's never necessarily told you what you want to hear, but he's told you what you had to hear. And that's a trait that more of us should have. Anyway, I love his directness. I love his plan. Uh, I love the fact that he doesn't mince his words. And I know you feel the same. I, I do. I absolutely do. And you, you always know where you stand with Tom Fitzgerald. And that's a great way to be in this business, you know, with, with your player, a coach or whatever. You know what his expectations are. And you just have to go out there and execute. And that that's basically what's about to start happening as of Friday. So are you ready for 82? And then oh, we hope so some ready. more. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm really ready to like settle it. You know what, Matt? I'm ready not to see the same like six teams over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, and that's true. We'll, and I'm excited we'll, to have you back out on the road. Well, I'm excited to be back out on the road and traveling in different time zones and, you know, seeing this New Jersey Devils team as it tries to surprise some of the experts, some of the doubters mm -hmm. who think that it might be another year before they come on the scene. I think this is the year when they make a real, real move and make a lot of noise in the Metropolitan Division. Amanda, terrific job as always. Thank Great you. interviews and bringing out the best of our guests or your guests, Lindy Ruff, Dougie Hamilton, Jimmy Vesey, and Tom Fitzgerald. Until the next time on Speak of the Devils, presented by RWJ Barnabas Health, the official health care provider of the New Jersey Devils. I'm Matt Lachlan. Thanks so much for your time. For Amanda Stein, be well, peace out. We'll see you soon. Congrats on the new house, honey. What's this? Carbon monoxide detectors? Yeah, but one on every level. Because you can't see or smell carbon monoxide. And when fuel-burning appliances aren't working right, CO can build up and be deadly. Guys, I'm on it. We just want to know you're safe. At PSENG, we're committed to your family's safety. Know how to prevent carbon monoxide poisoning. If your CO detector goes off, leave immediately. Then call 911. Protect the ones you love. Learn more at pseg.com slash gas safety.